welcome back to another episode of three hosts Chris and this week we're going to be talking about 2017 Netflix film The Ritual. I'm joined by my two co-hosts here. We've got Miles. Hey y'all. Tried a little something different that time. Don't know if it landed. <laughs> and we got Josh. What's up y'all? Tombstoners. How we doing? Hello. Blaze up. <laughs> it's time to get high on horror. Um, so let's get right into this uh i this was my second time seeing this film um, whoa hold on did anyone do anything horror related oh yes of course spooky stuff spooky what, stuff what uh miles what did you do horror related well first of all i just bought the black ops 3 i'm late to the game as always <laughs> and uh they have zombies in that so i played that a little bit it's like 1940s mobster zombies that's kind of cool and uh, then I also bought the neatest shirt I've ever seen. It is Michael Myers from Halloween with the blade <laughs> over his face. But instead of the being a regular blade, it's Mike Myers Austin Powers face. <laughs> and I couldn't say no when I saw it. And I bought a $30 t-shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It was like I blinked and it was like on the PayPal screen. And I blinked again and it was like, your shipping information is this. I don't know what happened. I just blacked out. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes, honestly. The, du the double Mike Myers. Yeah. It's too much for any man to resist. I can't wait to wear that shit and have people be like, hey, and me being like, I'm uncomfortable with this amount of attention. This is going to be great. <laughs> Did your Jason's shirt come in yet? No, that was a pre-order. That shit's not coming in until uh, October. Uh, I bought some what? shorts recently with Gengar on them. Hey, that's horror-related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I, like, don't even really watch anime, but there's, like, this anime clothing company that's targeting me on Instagram for some reason, and they just found, like, my one weak point. They're, it was like, Gengar. They're, like, you want something with Gengar on it? It's, like, yeah, I want something with Gengar on it. Let me get that. <laughs> <laughs> they hit me with some, like, Psyduck hat or something, I'd be in there. That would be all it would take, is Psyduck. Josh, what did you do? spooky wise anything well, nothing spooky full transparency we're doing this as the same episode as we did prey so i don't i don't have anything new well that works because neither do i but there is a movie that will be coming out shortly after this episode premieres called smile on september 30th oh guess that looks the... creepy as fuck yeah i i highly suggest we cover that unless it really sucks I for I forgot I watched the trailer for that. Yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about, but I'm in. It's got a cool name. Yeah, so like basically, this doctor sees this person who like ends up dying, and they're like smiling or whatever as they die, and then like it's kind of like this thing where she starts to see other people who are like they have this like really scary smile on their face, like they're like in a trance or something. And, and they kill themselves. Yeah, they do kill themselves. And basically, at one point, she, like, talks to this guy in the trailer, and he's in, like, an insane asylum. And she's like, how did you survive? And he's like, I, like it hasn't gotten to me yet. Almost like it's, like, it follows, kind of. And then he realizes that 
she's the one who's got like whatever the evil virus is and then he kills himself (laughs) yeah he freaks out he's like get her away from me (laughs) it's the joker gas that's the premise of the movie is the joker gas okay but it's like a demon the only way out is to kill yourself gotcha so it's the the happening meets it follows i got you meets batman arkham asylum (laughs) <laughs> so yeah anyway smile september 30th i will definitely be checking that one out Hell yeah. i'm still waiting on lady exorcist i don't know when that comes out i know somebody asked me about that the other day and i was like we can't i don't want to talk about that movie actually i think that does come out hold on was it I'm called just gonna google lady exorcist and see what comes up was it was it called pray for the devil i don't know we're gonna type in lady exorcist <laughs> Sister Anne is a restless 25 year old who devoutly believes that performing exorcisms is her calling but she's at odd with the institution's traditions. Nuns are not allowed to perform exorcisms Yeah, what's it called? It's called Pray for the Devil P-R-E-Y Lady Exorcist is a way better name <laughs> <laughs> I will say audience tombstoners I get a lot of people asking me about horror movies that are new and coming out I'm not the guy. Like, just because I have a horror movie podcast doesn't mean I know what the fuck's going on in the modern world. Like, I like a lot of old movies. <laughs> so it comes out October 28th. This movie was supposed to come out, like, fucking a year and a half ago. <laughs> not a good sign. Not a good sign. <sighs> like, so. I'm pretty sure we saw the trailer for this one. We saw, uh... What was that Wendigo movie? The other Wendigo movie. Oh, um... um Oh my god, I just watched it again. Antlers, Antlers, yes. yes. You watched it again? Yeah, I just watched it again. It's still good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was worth a second watch. Yeah, I like that that movie. It's one of my favorites just because I got to watch it with my two best friends. The one time (laughs) we all had. And right when I said that, Chris is making a point to show us his nipple. I do not understand what's happening. And that's the boob report. Chris, you became the subject of a boob report. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, you know how I do. Um, okay, so let's let's get into this. Let's get into the ritual because I think there's actually a lot to talk about. And I was really stoked when who who picked this movie? Was it Josh? I picked this movie. Oh, Miles! Hell yeah! I'm so excited. We're talking about this movie right now. Yeah, yeah. I'd, n- I'd never even seen this movie. I was shocked to see that it was five years old. I thought it was newer than that. It's fantastic. I That's would so I would go as far to say that this like might be one of the best low key horror things that Netflix has ever done. Agreed. Yeah, it's probably the best like any original streaming service movie I've watched so far. Yeah, I would it's agree. Real with good. That. It's I real good. It's real good. Um, I love the besides Prey. We just did Prey. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Prey should have been in the theaters. Yes, it should have. Let's talk about the director of this movie. His name's David Bruckner. Um, he has done The Night House, which came out in 2020. Um, he also did a episode, directed and co-wrote an episode of the original VHS, Amateur Night. Have you guys seen that one? Boo. I haven't seen any of the VHS movies. I'm not a big fan. I, I actually really like VHS, um, but this one is like the one where they bring a <laughs> they bring a vampire back to their hotel, thinking that they're gonna get laid, 
And oh yeah, that's that's the main. One. That's the first one in the first movie. Yeah, she fucking schleps them. It's awesome. She murders the shit out of like three or four guys in that one. Um, uh, can we do a side note about VHS real quick? That one, the premise is the guy has glasses that have a camera on them. But the whole premise of the movie is they find these VHS tapes with recordings on them. That technology did not exist when VHS tapes were the mode of recording. <laughs> so it immediately undoes the whole premise, the first one of the first movie. And then from there, they're all digital. Like, oh yeah, this is uh, this is all about webcams. Like, fuck off! Anyway... Go on. Uh, he also co-wrote and co-directed a film. Have you guys seen this one? It's from 2007. It's called The Signal. The Signal. So. It sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure I just inherited it. I've, I've seen it. Um, it was an indie horror film um, where, like, all telecom and audiovisual devices transmit a signal that turns people insane and makes them murderous. Yes, I've, I've seen, seen this. the cover to this movie before. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite, but it looks like that was his first like big, big soiree. So, um, that's your that's your info about David Bruckner. He's pretty he did chill. way better in this one than that. Oh, for sure. This is. But I did like Amateur Night. Like, as an episode in uh, VHS, I thought that was a good one. And he is apparently doing the reboot of Hellraiser. Oh, the show mm. or the movie? Because that's a, happening. That's a good question. It's it's saying the film. All right. Um, but, you know what? I'll be honest, the night house, it looked really scary in the trailers, and it was not scary at all. It was just completely a thriller. And it was not a bad movie. It was good, but I was pissed leaving that film. I was like, dude, this looks so... Is that the one where the lady's husband dies or whatever? Yeah, and there's like a house across the lake. Yeah, yeah, the trailer looked good. It looked great. They did too good on the trailer. (laughs) They did way too good on the trailer. It looked freaking awesome. And you know what? That movie was not awesome. <laughs> so anyways, pissing me off, David Bruckner, you fucking bait and switch bastard. <laughs> and then on the flip side, this one rocks and no one even knows about it because it's just like a oh, low-key 2017 British horror film on Netflix. Like, the fuck? Yeah, nobody was fucking talking about this movie when it was new. It just, like, popped up on the recommended for you because all I was watching was horror movies. And I was like, let's give this one a shot. And I was fucking glued to it, dude. Like, I stood up at some points this movie and I was, like, hyperventilating. Like, what the fuck is about? Jesus Christ, this is so crazy. Like, this movie is absolutely 200% worth a watch. Even if you don't like horror movies, this movie is absolutely worth a watch. Yeah, like, I watched this four or five years ago, kind of just stumbled on it, and, like, really enjoyed it at the time, and then the moment you said The Ritual, I knew exactly what movie you were talking about, because it, it stands out, like, it, it's definitely rewatchable as well, like, it was just as good this time watching it, I thought it was, I mean, the story in the beginning is great, do we want to get into the story? Hell yeah. Josh, you've never seen this before today, right? No, this is my first time, and I really liked it, it was, uh... Had me on the edge of my seat. It was very suspenseful. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and it gets 
it gets like turned up to 11 at the end of this movie yeah <laughs> it, it gets like very uncomfortable like like to where you really feel like how you would feel in that situation of being getting lost in the woods like getting lost in the woods is bad enough <laughs> right and then all this shit on top of it fucking offspring of loki hunting i you. feel like this was kind of like blair witch if it wasn't a found footage movie yes yes if it was like a dramatic narrative film instead i agree so where does the plot start okay so you've got five friends there's phil dom hutch luke and rob and they're all hanging out at a pub and they're talking about doing like a boys trip and like rob ends up like they're all arguing back and forth about different places to go they're talking about going to Ibiza, and they're like, shit, dude, we're too old to be going to Ibiza. And then Rob suggests they go hiking in Sweden, and everyone's like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> let's go somewhere with a bar. <laughs> and so they're chit-chatting, and afterwards, like, they want to do, like, a post-game. So they're like, let's go hit the, hit the liquor store, buy some more liquor, and keep drinking after they left the bar. So Luke and Rob uh end up actually going inside the liquor store the rest stay outside and like when they go inside there's a robbery in progress and like right before they go in or like right before shit hits the fan like luke and robert chit-chatting and he's like are you sure you want to go to sweden and he's like yeah i want to like test myself and like actually you know go out and do something different than just like partying in a city and then shit hits the fan they realize like there's a female cashier like on the ground that's been like punched in the face is bleeding and they're like what is going on and then at that point rob like gets confronted by the two thieves and they have this big ass like machete basically and uh, Lu- uh yeah luke ends up like hiding uh while the thieves are like robbing rob didn't mean to make that pun um but while rob is being robbed luke is sitting there like (laughs) contemplating (laughs) contemplating whether or not to beat the try to beat the robbers to death with like a bottle of vodka and he ends up not doing anything and then rob won't give his wedding ring up and they fucking machete this dude down and kill him and that's like the opening scene of this movie very important scene and uh i just did some i read a bunch of like things you didn't realize so they uh they were actually supposed to say las vegas we need to go to las vegas oh we're too old for las vegas but the las vegas shooting happened right before they like released this movie and they're like nah we're not gonna we're not gonna say that so they changed it to abitha jesus Ah. yep it's dark it's pretty dark pretty dark well, uh, flash forward, we get six months later, the four who are still alive, um, they go on a hiking trip in Sweden in Rob's memory. And um, we kind of get like the opening shot of basically them arriving at the summit of wherever they're going. I don't know if they continue going further down the trail or if they like turn back. I thought they turned back. I think they turned back, yeah. Yeah, okay. So they did like it there and back. And at the summit of one of the hills, they put like a little... Um, shrine. Yeah, shrine. Memorial. 
in in memoriam for Rob, and they each take a drink out of the flask. I see. Like this is part of what I, I actually really liked about the movie is like you really feel like these guys loss of their friend in like such a fucked up way, and so like it was cool that they like actually went and did that for him. I thought. Um, yeah, and like right away you can feel Luke's like guilt slash shame mm-hmm. that he thinks everyone else blames him for what happened. Yeah. yeah Every is... scene in this movie matters. And like the opening scene absolutely matters in every movie. The opening scene always matters. But like leading into this and then everything else that comes after this it flows so well. There's no point in this movie where you're like what was the point of that? There's no point in this movie that's like that. So them being like, okay, pour one out for the boys. We all take a slug off this flask. Let's get ready to go back. Every every moment, every line of dialogue, there's no fat on this script at all. It's just fucking pristine. And you can really feel that already at this point. Sure was a lot of alcohol in that little flask. <laughs> this is true. That pour. poured that fucker out for like a minute and a half. <laughs> Um, so at this point, you know, they've, they've honored their friend and they decide that they're going to head back, but what sucks is they end up getting like ravaged by a really strong rain right at the beginning of the next morning. So they're all soaking wet and, uh, then you have Dom who is Miles. (laughs) Two hundred percent. That's exactly who I am as a human. Is Dom? I don't know. He's a, he's uh, he's a dick though. Like you're not a dick. Like I said, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dom gets his fucking knee absolutely annihilated. He like sprains <laughs> he sprains his ankle and then it fucks up his meniscus. And though he seems to, for the most of the movie, being able to walk just fine. He just bitches a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh... I mean, that would suck really fucking badly to get injured like that on, like, a 17-hour hike. I'm definitely the guy who gets hurt, and everyone looks at him like, mm, but are you really hurt? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> buys it that he's hurt. And as the movie goes on, his knee just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and everyone's like, this bitch is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, at this point, we have Hutch, who is kind of like the, I would say, sort of the leader of the group. Yeah, like Alpha Hutch. male. Yeah. Um, and he is like, why don't we just cut through the forest to save some time? Um, because if we if we go the route that we know it is, um, that kind of goes around this forest, then it's going to, you know, it's going to be however many extra hours. And we need to get Dom, like, there and back as soon as possible on his knee. Dom says the best line in this whole movie right here. If a shortcut was a shortcut, then it wouldn't be called a shortcut. It would be called a route. Amazing. So well made. Oh, so good. I love that part because he says that he learned that in the Boy Scouts. And they're like, why are you always trying to act like you were in the Boy Scouts? You were never in the Boy Scouts. And he goes, well, where did I get the quote from? <laughs> um. So, yeah, at this point, they they go into the forest, which is honestly where their entire 
situation starts to fall apart. Like, first they see, like, a gutted elk that's hanging from a tree. Unusual. Yeah, super gnarly. You ever Um, see an elk in real life? Them uh, bitches is, like, 14 feet tall. Like, they're huge. (laughs) Huge. And there's one just hanging from a tree. That is not normal. Yeah. Honestly, that would be horrifying to see it as high as it was. Just crazy. Um, Like, crazy, crazy. And they're just like, hmm, must have been a bear. No. (laughs) 14 foot tall critter. Like, that's not normal. That coupled with the the symbols that they start seeing carved on the trees. It's like, bro, you need to just turn back around. Another one of those things that I read, things you didn't realize. All of those symbols mean, like, uh, Loki and Elk. So it's like, uh, ooh, okay, Loki Elk is coming around here. Something <laughs> weird's going on. Hmm. <laughs> um, so kind of the next thing, like, everything's starting to get tense, um, but, like, while they're in the trees, they actually are, like, the, the sun's gone down, and they're like, we, we're going to have to, like, rally here, and a heavy, heavy storm comes in. And they're like, all right, shit, we got to, like, you know. Well, I think they actually had even started setting up their tents maybe at that point. I they were going remember. to, and then they saw the house. Yes. Yeah. Um, so then they find an abandoned cabin, and they break inside, and they crash there. And, dude the wake up from this is the stuff of nightmares like dude uh, this whole cabin scene is the height of like fucking oh my god what the fuck is happening in this movie right now imagine that imagine walking into a house and you find it's completely abandoned and there's like a shrine to a straw person with antlers for hands bro (laughs) i broke into an abandoned house once um which is pretty wild uh the craziest thing I saw was there was a dead raccoon in the middle of the living room, which was weird. It seemed to have died from natural causes. There were no wounds on it. But, like, just the act of being in an abandoned building alone is creepy as fuck. Let alone during a rainstorm where you look outside and it's pitch blackness. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been alone in the woods at night. Also I, very scary. I literally just was. It was terrifying. Especially right? after watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking scary and then they find a fucking Hannibal Lecter like shrine with (laughs) deer antlers and shit like holy fuck it's so scary yeah it's I mean the place looks fucked up and they're like okay we're just gonna stay out of this room with the really creepy ass straw deity and while that happens Luke has like a flashback nightmare to the night of the robbery when rob died and like that's kind of his running story arc is this like you know trauma that he faced feeling like he like didn't act when he could have saved rob and like this immense guilt that he has but the other people honestly get fucked with mentally just as bad like they wake up and luke's chest is bleeding from some kind of like bite or puncture yeah it's like three puncture marks on his chest 
But the worst is they walk into the room with the straw straw god, and their friend Phil is naked, praying to this thing. Very Fucking creepy. crazy. Which, dude, imagine you being the guy who woke up and you're praying to this fucking monstrosity. And he you was don't know sweating. How you got there. Like, this dude, he definitely had some, uh, some melanin in his skin. I don't know what his ethnicity was, but this dude was pale white, sweating, and he just, like, looked over and he was like, I don't know what's happening. What the fuck? The other, the main, uh, like, the alpha male dude pissed his pants and yeah. Dom was, like, screaming his wife's name, like, whatever happened was fucking crazy in everybody's nightmares. I really like Luke's nightmares, though. Like, I, that, the, it flashes back to the store, but it gets more and more integrated with the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's literally just in the middle of the woods. It's really cool looking. Yeah, I... Th- that part was honestly horrifying. Like, I just can't... I keep thinking about the guy naked praying in the dark to the fucking statue, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, I feel like of the three of us, it would be like, Josh wakes up with the three marks in his chest, Chris wakes up (laughs) pissing his pants, I wake up screaming my wife's name, and then I don't know who ends up upstairs. Let's just say it's uh, it's Mac Lance. East. Oh, I was gonna say that was Lance is the leader. So we're going with Mac East. Mac East is up there praying to demon God. <laughs> anyway, yep. I just wanted to include some real world people in that shit. Anyway, proceed, sir. Yeah. So I mean, they all had horrible nightmares, and at that point, they're like, "We need to leave this place because, like." Phil woke up. It's like, instead of like, Brick killed a man, it's like, Phil woke up <laughs> naked, praying to, a, praying to a straw deity. There's a moment where it just like, it zooms in on a guy, like, lacing up his boots. And it's like, there's that awkward moment where the guy has to put all of his clothing on and stuff, and everyone is just like, recoiling from what just happened. They really capture that so well, that awkward moment where it's like, well, we can't move forward until we get dressed. So we've all just experienced this crazy shit, and we still have to like, take a moment to go through the rhythm of regular life while everyone's extremely uncomfortable. And I don't know, like, especially when there's, like, a sudden death in the family or something like that, there's always those moments when major tragedies or moments of fear or anxiety that happen where it's like, okay, but what do you do now? You have to proceed as normal for so long as, like, is necessary. And it's, like, it's a hard thing to explain without having experienced it yourself but it also is completely relatable if you've been around a situation where it's like, okay, but then now what? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the one guy wants to talk about it, and the rest of them are like, shut the fuck up when I'm talking yeah. about this. Yeah. There's a reasonable explanation for everything. Yeah, Loki elk. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so at this point, um, when they go outside, they're like trying to figure out where which direction to go, and... Luke sees this, like, entity in the trees. Yeah, he, like, runs up into, like, everyone else is tired. Dom's like, fuck you, my knee hurts, I'm not moving. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) So Luke goes up into the fucking, into a clearing, and he sees some crazy shit that he cannot explain. Yes. 
And so when he comes back to tell him that, Dom's like, no, absolutely not. You didn't see that. Like, you're crazy. And then they get into an argument where Dom basically says, like, Luke, you're a coward for not doing something to save Rob. And that's the whole reason we're here. Um, because I guess, like, in the ensuing argument, they had said, like, Dom was the one who was pushing for them to go hiking. Um, for, or uh, the the for guy Luke. who died. Yeah, well, like, Rob. well, I, like, Luke had insinuated, basically, like, you're the reason we're here. Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm getting mixed up. He insinuates that because, obviously, Dom hurts his knee. So that's mm-hmm. why they took the shortcut. But then Dom immediately is like, the reason that Rob died and the reason we came on this trip in the first place is because of you, Luke. And, like, I thought they, they did the, like, argument that they had really well where Luke's like, you're not my fucking friend anymore. Like, I, I thought that was awesome. Um, well, it's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not his fault. Like, she's just paralyzed by fear. What the fuck do you want him to do? Absolutely cut in here where he's like, you're not my friend anymore. I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that um, is some friendship ending Do you know that guy? Do you know, do you know Luke from other things? Uh-uh. He's in all the Simon Pegg... Uh, Nick Frost movies? Yeah. Hmm. He's in all of those. He was. He's the bad guy in Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> is he? I haven't yeah. seen that one yet. <laughs> Don't watch it. It's awful. I was going to say, I blocked that movie out. But yeah, so at this point, um, Luke is having yet another nightmare about the robbery later that evening, and then he hears Phil screaming, and he finds, like, he has, like, the the way that the dream or the nightmare ends is actually, like, one of the tents getting, like, ripped up in the air, And and when he comes out, like, that happened. And, um, so, and it was, uh, Hutch's tent, who is like the alpha male, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, all three of them just like chase after, they hear him scream. And so they chase after him, they run into the woods and then they get lost from their campsite, uh, while yeah, they're out there. They're like, the dark. they run into the darkness and, uh, Dom's like, Hey, listen, this was a bad idea. Let's fucking turn around, get our bearings, close up camp, and then go looking for him. And they're like, okay, we'll go to the tents. And then the next thing you see is them not with their tents. And it's like, oh, shit, they never found their way back. Like, really great storytelling without any dialogue. Yeah. Which sucks for them, because now they don't have their tents, and this thing dragged Hutch away. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually they end up finding Hutch. He's been gutted and impaled on tree branches, much to the similarity of the elk earlier. Um, and so they do like, they're obviously all struggling with the fact that he's dead and they're like, we have to do something for him. So they do kind of like an impromptu burial. Um, super sticks on top of his body yeah super quickly (laughs) and then he's like i'm not leaving him like this and just drops a pile of leaves on his dead body um now at this point um phil actually gets drug away by the by the monster um 
it's kind of like another moment where Luke separates from Dom and Phil. I mean, they have more of just like the, okay, we're dredging through the woods kind of stuff. Um, and Luke and Dom, like the, the sun's gone down again and Luke and Dom have this like one point where they're like, we got to go for it. Like we got to just sprint. Cause we see <laughs> like, I don't even think they saw the torches at this point, but they're like, we just got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So they start running and they see like torches leading up to like a small little cottage and they run inside and then they get knocked unconscious. How did like, I was wondering about this. Did they, did somebody like hit them in the back of the head? Like I looked down when this, when this scene happened, it's the, uh, the big bald the guy. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. So like, yeah, they like collapse through the door when they're looking around. There's a guy there and he kicks on the head. Yeah. So at this point they wake up after making it inside the cottage and there's like an old woman who's inspecting Luke's chest wounds and she's got shows off hers. Yeah. She's got the same markings and we eventually look like a swastika. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Eventually, we find out that uh, that marking on Luke's chest means that he is set to be like another of uh, Jotun. That's what she calls it, I believe. Uh, Jotun's follower. Let's cut the shit. It's goddamn winded to go, people. <laughs> Actually, Jotun is from uh, Norse mythology. He is the bastard son of Loki. He is one of the. Uh, the creatures that is half elk half man and uh he has some of his father's abilities like transmutation or illusion which he will later exercise in this movie is the illusion magic so he is actually a uh a nordic creature and when you see like them worshiping things later with carvings in them they are actually like carvings to loki and to that creature so this movie apparently like from everything i'm reading is very true to norse mythology and the uh everything about it that is quote-unquote real they did a lot of research into making this as accurate as possible but it is a goddamn wendigo um so at this point she ends up taking dom upstairs and she says that uh he's being uh prepared for sacrifice and then he ends up coming back down to the basement after they just beat on him he's fucked up i'm like why like what why did you need to beat on him to prepare him to be sacrificed didn't they carve into his chest or something? Uh, I don't actually remember. I just watched this like an hour and a half ago. But <laughs> I don't remember if he had anything carved on his chest. Not that I saw it. I mean, I was looking at his face, to be honest, because he looked like he got bludgeoned a bunch. Um, Talk about fucking great acting, though. Like, you believe he's given up, and he's just yeah. like, you need to tell my wife, like, what fucking happened here. You need to escape because I know I'm not going to. And you really feel that shit in your chest. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, Dom's yeah. right. He's not going to make it. 
Yep. Yeah, I like that scene where Luke was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Like, I'm not. You're you're gonna get out of here too." And he's like hitting his head off the wall and shit. <laughs> Drama. Yeah. He also is like, "Please burn this whole place down." Yeah, which burn this motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> which don't worry, Luke will take care of that. Um. So to get out, Luke ends up breaking his thumb. Whoa. Um. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, Very common thing in movies. In order to yeah. get out of handcuffs, you break your thumb. Weird. Yeah. Dislocate that bad boy. Where'd they get yeah. the handcuffs? Well, they're like ropes tied to chains. Uh, were they ropes? Okay, just yeah. kidding. Thought they went to Costco. Got some handcuffs. <laughs> now, at this point, Dom is being tied up for sacrifice, and... Dom ends up actually having a vision of his wife, Gail, which, again, call back to the dream that he had. Um, Illusion magic. So it gets, like, right up to him, and then it, like, jumps to what he actually looks like, and you just see these, like, pale eyes in this dark form, kind of like Cloyster from Pokemon. I was (laughs) thinking Jawas meets Elk meets i don't know something with arms like it has jawa eyes it was basically a giant like elephant sized elk with an upside down version of the girl from the ring on its face (laughs) (laughs) really unique monster never seen anything like it before in any movie it looks awesome so good so cool um so yeah it ends up once he realizes, he just starts screaming, and it takes him and then impales him on a tree nearby. Apparently, uh, the way he kills is uh, part of the ritual of Odin. So I don't know how much you guys know of Norse mythology, but there's a point where Odin is impaled. And uh, that's like the beginning of his ritual to bring himself to power, and he like gouges his own eye out and stuff. So it's literally like this creature is recreating the ritual that made Odin so powerful in an attempt to make himself as powerful as Odin. Interesting. That's why it's called the ritual, because that's what he's doing. Kratos would still whoop that ass, though. Yeah, he would. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, at at this point, the, the lady that he had spoken to a little bit earlier, actually, I guess it was a young woman, not the not the old lady who also had the mark on her chest. Um, Luke is asking about the creature, and she tells him what it is, the, the Jotun, and that the cult provides sacrifices in return for immortality. So they all the the people there have, you know, uh, many lifetimes. Life. Yeah, and that Luke has been chosen and either he can worship it or he will be sacrificed. Um, so she ends up leaving and he frees himself completely, not just broken thumb. And then he ends up going upstairs and with a torch, sorry, go ahead, miles. He punches that old lady in the fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best part of the fucking movie. (laughs) Knocks her the fuck out. <laughs> now, at this point, he like goes upstairs and he goes into this room. And he's got a torch and there's like, it's like church pews and there's all these mummified worshippers. 
that begin to move around. And I imagine yeah, these are the, awesome. these are all of like the, this is the rest of the cult that's just like still alive, but has grown so old that they can't really walk, I guess. That is correct. Um, he just starts lighting them bitches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at this point, the Jotun comes back and it ends up picking up the young lady that he was talking to that, that gave him the insight. Um, and then you get like basically an action sequence where he like finds a hunting rifle and he goes downstairs and he like runs into one of the followers and murders that guy. And then takes like an axe, like it's some badass shit. Um, and basically everything that he couldn't do when his friend was getting murdered, he's like <laughs> absolutely going beast mode. Um, and Jotun murders the the chick that gave him the information, and then he ends up uh, shooting at it and then running. Um, Why does Jotun turn on them? I feel like there was a reason for that. Like they, he impaled the dude, and then something... Ha- was it because he burned up all the followers? Because Yoden basically went through and fucked everybody up, and I don't remember why. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that as well. Um, maybe, like, there was... You know, like, there was obviously a bunch of ceremonial shit in there, so when he burned it, maybe it was like... You know, they're supposed to protect that, I guess? Yeah, I don't remember. Because that was basically his church. I watched it fucking last night, and I do not remember what... Something triggers Jotun to be like, yo, fuck this cult. I am no longer beholden to their wishes. And he just, like, starts fucking all of them up. He's, like, picking people up and jamming them on trees and shit. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I like seeing it absolutely, like, fuck people down. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's good stuff. But, um, let's see, where were we? We were talking about him popping off. He pops off, he goes John Wick, and he escapes, and he's running through the woods, and he starts getting visions of the woods, like, overtaking the fucking bourbon store, like, the liquor store and shit, and it's so well done! Yeah. It's so well done! Yeah, he ends up like hallucinating that and it like forces him to his knees <clears throat> well it it catches him because of the hallucinations and then the the creature forces him to his knees it gives him another chance to to submit and worship and yeah, Luke, out, like the mark was like you were chosen to be a new follower so he was like forcing him to pray to him basically like shoving his face into the ground <laughs> Which was, like, honestly, such a cool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, then Luke is like, nah, I'm not about that life. And then he hits the thing with an axe. And then he... <laughs> yeah. He ends up, like, hallucinating some more. Seeing signposts and shit. And then he ends up in an open field. But... The Jotun is not able to follow him because it, like, hits the the edge of its hunting grounds. And Luke goes towards a paved road as a car approaches and ends up escaping, as far as we know. 
it's like, ah, bro, that's out of my jurisdiction. You made it. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Cross state lines. <laughs> I thought that was, I actually was very happy that he made it out after everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the monster was fucking cool. Thought the whole cult thing was cool, getting lost in the woods and all that shit. And the fact that the main character made it out was surprising compared to all the shit that was put up against him and how realistic everything was up to this point. Like, all signs pointed to he wasn't going to make it. And he fucking did. And it was wild. Yeah. I mean, my favorite shots of the monster, I thought it looked great, but the best shots were just, like, when it would move in the forest. Just because of, like, the, the design of it. Scenes. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. Similar to the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is the greatest movie ever made, <laughs> even though Chris disagrees. Uh, <laughs> the, the, like, the slow build-up to revealing the monster at the end, that's what monster movies are all about. You gotta work your way up to the payoff. You can't just be like, it's a guy in a gorilla suit. Oh no, you know? Like, we gotta work our way up to it. This thing looks so weird with, like, instead of having tusks, it had fucking arms. Yeah, that was crazy. So disturbing looking. I never want to see this in real life, ever. Had fucking Slender Man arms. Why are you hitting yourself? (laughs) Why are you hitting yourself? (sighs) Yeah, but I i mean, the movie was phenomenal. Like, I would highly, highly recommend this for anybody who likes horror movies and has not caught it yet. Um, I, I felt like the story was really strong and then the monster itself, they like held it for the perfect amount of time and then gave it plenty of time at the end where we got to see some really great shots of it. And it didn't feel like super CGI sci-fi channel shit. It was no. pretty legit CGI. No, it didn't feel campy or stupid. It was really well done, really excellent. What's our rating system for this bad boy? Loki Elks. Loki Elks, <laughs> that's pretty good. Antler um, Totems. A swollen kneecap. <laughs> Pissy Long Johns. <laughs> Naked prayers. Naked prayer. How many naked prayers out of five do each of you guys give it? Let's start with Josh. This is your first time seeing the movie. How many naked prayers does it get? Um, I really liked it, and I knew nothing. I knew nothing besides it was going to be a Wendigo movie going into it. Um, I'll give it a five. I, I did like like you said. There's no fat on this at all. It's it's 90 minutes it's fucking full pace the whole time it's it's great storytelling yeah i thought it was i thought it was fantastic five what are we what are we rating it i don't know pissy pants (laughs) (laughs) naked prayers yeah naked prayers that's what it was i also give it five naked prayers out of five i picked this movie because i fucking love it i like got up and hyperventilated when i was watching it it's so good. I did not expect it to be such a sleeper awesome movie. Everyone I talk to is like, I have no idea what you're talking about, which as a hipster means that you get to tell them how good it was even though they didn't know, and that's my shtick. <laughs> Chris, what do you think of it? 
Yeah, it's getting five naked prayers from me as well. I think this movie rocks. I would even be cool with them doing a prequel because at one point they find someone else's tent that's been buried, and I think mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool to see another group of campers uh, or like hikers get molested by the the Loki elk. <laughs> Kakoa Shaw rides again. Kakoa. <laughs> That's its mating call. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Kakoa Shaw Vampire Hunter. Let's see if you can take on Loki's spawn. <laughs> I want to see an, an antlers ritual fucking versus crossover. Movie. Oh, versus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, Guillermo del Toro, one of his main homies, made the monster for this movie so guillermo del toro is connected to it because like one of his main producer like graphic designer monster designer people he branched off to make this movie so guillermo has a little bit of a thumbprint on this bad boy the cult of the cult of (laughs) guillermo have you seen the previews for that new thing he's he's putting out i want to say it's it's either on netflix or hulu but it's like a new like um horror shorts that guillermo del toro is doing no i heard about it i didn't see any footage from it they like dropped a uh, teaser but i actually haven't had a chance to watch it but you know we love guillermo here so i had to throw it out hell yeah um so let's do quick plugs here um if you like our show which you should um all of our links are on linktr.ee slash h on h pod that's well, awesome. we have a link tree. I didn't even know that. We do. Bad one forever. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find our Instagram on there, our Twitter. We got TikTok. You got links to whatever podcast platform that you'd like to use to find our stuff. You can also check out our sweet merch. That's on h on h on h pod and we've got quite a few designs in here. What is this? We got like seven or eight in here. So. <laughs> Go check those out. Uh, get some get some swag. And am I missing anything, guys? Am I forgetting any any plugs? H on H Pod. That's all you need to know. Yeah. H on H Pod. Yeah. So get you some merch. Throw us throw us some ratings and reviews. Tell a friend about our show. And hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and let us know what you'd like to see us review at some point. Yeah, for sure. We used to like let the audience decide what we were talking about. That lasted all of one episode. So uh, let us know if you want us to, to talk about other shit. We'll talk about it. Yeah, hit us up. One day we'll bring back votes, but today is not that day. <laughs> today is not that day. A year later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, remember that life is tough, so why not get... High on horror!